Murder History Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm Katie. And today we're going to be talking about lesbian pulp fiction. (laughs) Because I wanted to talk about books, and this just seems like a good way into that. So how much do you know about lesbian pulp fiction? Not a lot. Not much at all. Oh my. Well, do you know the history of pulp? No, well, I mean, okay, so I'm getting, like, a 50s vibe from it, right? 50s, 60s? That's the, like, only thing I know. Um, a little bit earlier, but you're close. Okay. So, a lot of the times, uh, these books were produced in bulk, just pulp books in general, during World War II, so it was easy paperback, cheap books to get the soldiers, Mm. so, and things to kind of distract them. You had, like, you know different like the tawdry titles and like the covers that like you think of pulp fiction with like the ladies like half naked right you know they were so easy to make these they end up in drugstores and airports and you know it was never intended for a lot of women to read but since there were so many widows because of world war ii Mm -hmm. that kind of became a market where like women read these pulp books I have a question. Yes. What constitutes a pulp? Like, what is pulp fiction? Pulp fiction essentially is, like, I think the equivalent of cheesy romance novel. Like, my wife is a werewolf. Right, right, right. You know, that lesbian stole my wife. <laughs> which is not actually a title for, of a book, which is surprising. That yes. I found. So well, but like so, my so like Pulp Fiction, it, Pulp Fiction isn't strictly lesbian. There no. is a subgenre lesbian Pulp Fiction. Yeah, they were displayed with like you know they had stories of alien invasion mm. and Nazi torture. It was just super fast, cheap books. Were they poorly written? I mean, I'm going to assume a lot of them are, <laughs> but so it's like okay. Gotcha. It's just like mass-produced writing for a bunch of people who have a lot of free time now because their husbands are dead. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I mean, you know. Yeah, sorry. Okay, C- yeah. continue. I'm sorry. So, surprisingly, these drugstores in the airports, part of the, this Pulp Fiction was lesbian Pulp Fiction. It was just there. Really? Like, in major... It wasn't, like, an underground, like, thing. It was just, like, out in the open. No, because in the 40s, there was also just a lot of... It was a publishing revolution. So it just was able to give troops a a way to entertain themselves during war, but also because we were able to produce so many books Mm -hmm. at a cheap price, it became just everywhere in the United States as well. But wait, so, like, the lesbian ones were just sold in... Those were also sold in, yeah. In, like, like an airport. Yeah, and from f- 1950 to 1969, millions of copies of, like, multiple titles were sold. <laughs> they were just purely making money. They weren't <laughs> trying to make a statement, because all of these were also written by men. Yeah. With not great stories of, you know, barrier gaze comes to mind. Mm-hmm. So, th- I mean, that's really was the intention. The intention was to make a lot of money in the 40s, and... For some reason, people were like, hey, no one will sell a lot of books. Lesbians. <laughs> Lesbians. Apparently. Gotcha. Sometimes heterosexual women wrote the books, but it was obviously 
dominated by heterosexual men at the beginning. So obviously that means less authentic stories, basically lesbian porn before porn geared towards men. Right. The male gaze and all that stuff. Well, you mean, le- like, le- it was, por- I mean, porn existed. It was just less. Well, like, vi- yeah, I know porn existed. Oh, okay. But, like, I was thinking of, like, internet porn. <laughs> Before we had internet porn, we had. <laughs> Pulp fiction. No porn existed. <laughs> Before the internet, Kate. Yes. Just saying. So, the first paperback to address a lesbian relationship was as early as 1950 called The Women's Barracks by Tresca Torres, and it was a fictional account of the French forces in London during World War II. So this is purely pulp fiction. Yeah. So, because, I mean, we know that there was other books that addressed lesbian relationships before. Yes. Just this is the first. Yes, this is the first pulp fiction book that addressed a lesbian relationship. Okay. So it was actually written by, the first one was written by a woman and then co-opted by a bunch of straight dudes. Oh, okay. As it does. Mm-hmm. But Women's Barracks sold more than 4 million copies and was selected in 1952 to become how paperbacks were promoting moral degeneracy oh, no. by the House Select Committee on Co- Current Pornographic Materials. Oh, my. They concluded their investigation with a report that required publishers to conform to certain moral standards in their content of the books or face fines. Mm. So, because of that, Authors were forced to limit these stories to fit the requirements. Okay. But, you know, as time went on, people kind of were like, well, you know, we can kind of go back to what we were doing. Oh. And it was fine. So, yeah, it was kind of just walls were like, this is bad and moral. And then it was like, well, just let them slide. It's cool, I guess. Mm. There were very few what you consider pro-lesbian pulp fiction right. books. Well, one of these authors was Anne Batten. You also had authors of Mary Jane Meeker, Valerie Taylor, Arma Smith. At the time, Batten was living a double existence. She was married in Pennsylvania to Dude, and she went on week-long visits to see her quote-unquote friends <laughs> in Greenwich Village. Oh. She told her husband that she was there to research her books, so... You know, she was she was working. Right. She was on the job. And she said that they're very much a product of her environment. With the censorship of, you know, these books, the one thing that stuck was the fact that they needed to have a tragic ending. Right. As a morality tale, essentially. <laughs> if you become a lezzy, you gonna die. Mm. Apparently. Gotcha. Or some other tragic ending. But Another way of looking at it is some women looked at it that from a happy perspective that if something bad happened to them because they were gay, they still rejected the heteronormativity. Right. And that heteronormativity sometimes was seen as the tragedy and repression of these true feelings. Mm -hmm. So what might have been intended as something that's now the woman's back with her man and everything's great could be interpreted as damn she's pretending to be straight again that <laughs> sucks first widely recognized first lesbian real lesbian pulp fiction book mm-hmm. in my research meant it's just basically smuttier than women's barracks uh-huh. um, it's called spring fire okay 
It was the first original paperback with all lesbian content. Mm. It sold 1.5 million copies in 1952. Wow. It was only re-released in 2004 because Mary Jane Meeker, who was the author who wrote under a pen name, mm-hmm. it, the story originally had a tragic ending because she was forced to do it and the books had to be sent through the mail and if it wasn't tragic it wouldn't go past censors so they re-released it in 2004 because she said hey i'm the author of this book i'm changing the ending of the story because i never wanted it to be like that to begin with oh wow that was i think in itself interesting yeah and as many people know price of salt but is that pulp it was pulp really is it only considered pulp because they bang? I think so. Huh. If it's anything like tawdry like that, it's going to be pulp. Huh. But that one had a happy ending. Yes. That is something that I am going <laughs> to talk about. Sorry. No. It was the fact that it had the happy ending was the major appeal of this book. Mm-hmm. It was There's very few books that were pulp had lesbian content, and had a happy ending, especially because of the censorship. And it seemed like they were at least going to have a future together, whether it, you know, either one of them died yeah, or went back to, it could be interpreted as a happy ending that way. Hmm. And that in itself kind of added the more people clung to it. Right. Obviously, these books, there's, you know, this double-edged sword. Great, we have lesbian content, but they're super homophobic. And no one goes with males these. This is very much a product of their time. Straight people believe that, you know, they choose. This is a choice. Glad we got past that. They were deliberately attracting attention to themselves. And they deserved any punishment they received. Right. So that was another reason why these books were so popular, too. Was basically. Oh, like sort of like, uh, what's, what's that? Almost like revenge porn, but not really revenge. Like. Like, they saw it as justice porn because the gays were getting what what they deserved. Yeah, and and most of what, like, women were portrayed as, as, like, making choices to Mm. be gay. They were either seduced by, like, an evil lesbian. What? I thought you were going by, like, evil witch. Like, I was like, oh, we're going into fantasy realm. But, like, that's how, you know, it was portrayed. Right. Like, you, you lure an innocent girl out of her like husband's house and you know <laughs> come over and we'll have drinks and it's like oh no she's gay <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's really that ridiculous but one of the good things about it even the terrible ones was the fact that women didn't feel as isolated gay women didn't feel as isolated because the few good ones the pro lesbian content books were still a few more than what they ever had before they saw were able to see at least a part of themselves in a book where it didn't end in death and sadness you know it became this kind of thing that gay women can you know surround themselves with, like as a culture and kind of use that as a way of connecting because you know being gay in the 1940s 1950s that's It's super isolating. And if you have these books, you're like, oh, I'm not the only person who's, like, dealt with this crap. Yeah, but didn't most of them end in death and sadness? Yes, but the ones that didn't were the important ones. Gotcha. So is a few good 
pieces of content, and I think that's something we deal with now, mm-hmm. is a good are a good few pieces of content worth a pile of shit <laughs> and like terrible like not I mean terrible representation or just like half assed representation. I don't necessarily have an answer to that. Cool. I think sometimes the answer is yes, it is worth it. Mm-hmm. Obviously people could argue otherwise. But there was a quote from Donna Allegra in an essay where she says these books were ab- absolutely necessary for me to have them. I needed them in a way I need, needed food and shelter for survival. Mm. It was just a confirmation of identity and being able to, you know, a reflection of yourself, which was even rarer than it is now. I think it's sad that we haven't moved much past this as far as lesbian content goes because, you know, we still have brother gays, we still have, oh, they kiss, and look, they're one of them dead. Right. It's still kind of, with all the jumps in technology and storytelling, we're still kind of, it. we as a society, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that, but <laughs> it's this, this like morality thing. It's like, and I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't think it's always intentional. Right. But it's still bad. Yes, it is bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'd like to look up some of these books. You should, because some of the covers are fantastic. <laughs> I can read you some of these titles. Yes, I, I would very much like to hear some of these titles. So you have, a lot of these are, the covers are like a visual, so I like, you should look up the cover for Women's Barrett's because that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Same with Springfire. Mm-hmm. You have Odd Girl Out, <laughs> Three Women. Oh, what's that? I like that one. Paula is beautiful but broke and is planning to marry Phil, who is both wealthy and an excuse for her to escape her alcoholic father. Phil, who has some thoughts in an entrepreneurial direction, goes to visit his aunt, Fern, (laughs) who is incidentally a smoking hot spinster. (laughs) I'm just reading the summary. (laughs) And of course he brings Paula along. You know, the spinster creeps Paula and they fall in love. Wow. All this stuff. Oh, so there's this is another book where the author rewrote the ending. Oh. The original was from 1958 uh-huh. with a super depressing ending and she rewrote it in the late 80s. So the ending was less depressing. Oh. That's nice. It is nice. So you have another kind of love. Oh, see. Ooh, this one's good, but this is a dude. So it's probably not, I don't know. It's called Lesbo Lodge. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. But Lesbo Lodge was in 1963. Okay. <laughs> it's definitely, you know, interesting. The fact that, you know, women, gay women found method of exploring themselves and their sexuality, even though it was muddled by, like, a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. But they still managed to navigate through that and i think it's really interesting and cool that these authors were like we're gonna rewrite this shit yeah we're gonna make it less depressing because y'all suck well so do you know like are they like the ones that rewrote do you know are they were they like lesbian or any sort of i'm not entirely sure but i know i mean most of most of these are the ones on this list are for are lesbians That, that wrote those yeah huh Let's see. Oh, here, her raging needs. <laughs> her raging needs. Yes. <laughs> Governed by lust. Oh. Oh, Madam Butch. Madam Butch. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said Madam Bush. 
<laughs> Surprisingly not. Let's see. 21 Gay Street. Wow. Yeah. I like that. Her lesbian half. Ooh, the beds of lesbos. <laughs> we, should just ha- we should just change our podcast to have remakes of these. I'm, I'm down. Let's do it. <laughs> well, yeah. Huh. They were ridiculous, but that was the point. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't didn't know anything about it. I'm surprised about Patricia Highsmith's High Price Assault. It's weird. Because I started reading that, and then I stopped. Well, you're just, you're not good. <laughs> <laughs> Finishing books. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's my own personal problem. It's okay. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I guess, you know, that's the episode now that we've, we've gone through weird lesbian pulp fiction titles yeah thanks for telling me all about that it's interesting you're welcome appreciate it so you know that's our show if you have any questions or comments you can email us at queersdidthat at gmail.com and follow us on twitter at queersdidthat until next time make gay history and make history gay bye It's good. I'm just checking. <laughs>